Firstly, let me see. I we, I've been business ever, ever since, but basically since '77. But I, I learned on the field um, through trial and error many things about the power of storytelling mm -hmm. to make the sideways. And so in 2003, uh, while I was based in in uh, Laringstown, actually in, in Lisburn uh, area, um, we I began to make the shift. Actually, that's before that, well before that. 2003, we were in America. I'm getting lost there. We began to make a shift completely to using story, uh, storytelling, which continues today. And in 2019, with Mum Gone Home um, and the girls independent and out of the house, we give up the home that we had uh, for 11 years uh, and basically went homeless <laughs> to uh, become global ambassadors for Synthesis with Story and the Drug Story Project, which is the ministry we're working with currently selling in Mexico in a borrowed home. Okay. by a doctor. <laughs> wow. Okay. Really are. Wow. And so if uh, if I just ask, Annie, what role are you playing in this uh, endeavor? In me in Mexico? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I am, I'm doing the same thing. I'm helping with, especially because everything's done in Spanish. Uh -huh. uh, and also I'm in charge of the translation from all the materials that I use uh, in the in the workshops and mm -hmm. in the teaching, um, <coughs> of course, they all done originally in English. Yeah. And so in charge of the full translation and overseeing that everybody that is living in the Spanish-speaking world understands what's being translated. Um, because we have Spanish uh, around you know the globe, and some people have so many different words for the same thing. Uh, and so I'm trying to to put it in a like universal Spanish language so everybody can understand. And it's a it's a bit of a job, but it's good. That's good. All our training is done in Spanish, so Spanish, we speak in Spanish, but mm -hmm. we're still the matter of the translation and written. The materials that written. is written originally yeah. in Spanish have to, I mean, or in English have to be all put it in Spanish so everybody wow. can understand it. That's a huge task. <laughs> yeah. Um. Brian, I believe that uh, you've had a bit of a health scare recently. Um, if you wish to tell yeah. us a little bit uh, how, how you are and update us on, on sure. that. Sure, just a little bit. Um, yeah, the, the, the training kind of went on hold because uh, coronavirus kicked in. Mm -hmm. And so actually we were stuck in the house and we were just wondering what we were going to do. And then I was diagnosed in March with melanoma mm -hmm. uh, in the left leg. Um, and uh, we checked it out, and the conventional medicine and doctors and oncologists said that basically I call it cut and shape. <laughs> you cut it out, and then you shape whatever <laughs> it is in the body, and you keep cutting, you know, until whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was the conventional the word we were getting, and I was I was happy enough with the decision to have it cut out. Um, but I had a distinct lack of peace the following morning, and and that led us to pursue a, a non-toxic. Uh, non-toxic cancer treatment um, that arms your immune system mm -hmm. to do its own battle. Okay. Um, so that's what we're doing at the moment. And I went to a center with the most advanced equipment in that field in the world, happens to be in Mexico. Wow. It's owned and it's owned by Americans, um, and uh, they run it in Mexico, uh, two places in Mexico, also in Colombia and also in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And it's just two hours flight from us. So we jumped on a plane, we saw the Lord in the whole thing, he opened up the door, 
reserves. The house that we own, that we're in, is owned by a doctor, so she made donations for us. Rent free, and I'm currently back again after the initial treatment of three weeks, having a home treatment plan, which is pretty busy. I can show you the little thing here. But basically, it's been going on for it'll go on for three months, and then I go back for a follow up. Now I don't know if you'll see this. Yeah, okay. If you'll see it that way, that's upside down. I don't know. Anyway, that's it there. Okay. It's basically every day, every every second, every minute, sort of something I'm I'm doing or you know working and doing some different treatments and so on over these next three months. So I've done one month, two months more, go back for more checks. Wow. And we'll have another five days in the treatment center, and then we'll be going for another three months and so on. So right now I have an infection that's causing swelling at the moment. That's just simply because part of the the melanoma was exposed to the open air and some infection got in, so I'm dealing with that right now. Right. Okay. And throughout your life, we I've heard countless uh, stories of uh, of God's provision with you, yeah. and uh, and uh, so is this the main uh, thing that you would ask for prayer for at the moment, or are there other things that? Um, you would appreciate us uh, lifting you up to the Lord in prayer for? Um, it's kind of double. Um, actually, it's not only for me, but it's also not for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, when we were down in the center, we took advantage of having some specialists look at her and run some tests. And uh, she, we've really seen some uh, hyperactive thyroid going on. Um, so we're trying to find a doctor who would be able to specialize in that area and help her because she's got pain in her jaw and all sorts of things. It's, it's affecting her sleep pattern and has been for a number of years. So it's health for her and health for me. Um, really, victory with ongoing cancer cell killing, which is going on right now. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is, is definitely killing cells, cancer, cancer cells, and the current infection will die down mm-hmm. um, and so that I can really do the full treatment that I need to because obviously I pulled back because of treatment with that swelling is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and energy. It doesn't maybe look like it on this um, on this uh, video, but this will probably be the most energetic moment of my day. The rest of it is that I've already had a you know <laughs> I just I just I'm just dying of, of the doctor says it's because that there's so much cancer selling and killing going on and and, and takes Stuff 
and so it's my time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it up. That's what you said all along. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, I'd love to pray for you, uh, for you both. Um, but just before I do that, do you mind uh, telling us just how we can contact you? Yes. Um, probably the easiest one for everybody that to use would be to go to our website, which is really easy to remember. Mm-hmm. There's a contact us page on it. Mm-hmm. It's called not quite homeless dot us or dot us. So not quite homeless dot us. Go to that and then go to the contact us pages that you can you can click on the email there. There's an email link. Um, bt at simply That's another way of contacting by email bt and my name Brian Thompson but it's bt at simplystory.org we have a whatsapp um, as well but I it's too many numbers and nobody's going to write it down so okay. I'll not go there cool. but if anybody wants it just ask and I'll, get, I'll put it on the church uh, or someone can forward it it's whatsapp brilliant yeah well I'm just going to pray for you if you don't Thanks. mind yeah. father uh, thank you so much for for Brian and Annie, thank you that um, all throughout their lives that you have been with them, that you have been in every single moment, Father. Thank you that you are sovereign over all things. Thank you that um, no matter what happens in this world, we can trust that our God is faithful, our God is with us. Mm. And Father, I thank you for the work that, uh, that you have uh, put on Brian and Annie's hearts. I thank you that uh, for so long they have uh, been uh, plowing the fields of uh, just waiting for the harvest, Father. Thank you that they um, so faithfully serve you and um, they've been teaching stories and um, seeing so much fruit. And Father, I ask that that would not end. Father, I thank you that Brian uh, and Annie, they both trust that uh, trust their lives to you. Thank you that um, they know that there is nothing that uh, can harm them and uh, there is nothing that come can come to them without your, uh, without yourself. So, Father, I ask that you would be with them. Father, I ask, especially uh, in times of illness, uh, um, that you would uh, be ever-present. I ask that you would give them energy I ask that um, that you would give him strength for every day. Father, I ask that you would be killing the cancer in his bones, that you would um, you would be working in his body even when he doesn't feel like it. Father, I thank you um, for what you mean to him. Thank you that um, you are his Lord. And I ask that uh, you would strengthen Annie. I ask that... Um, you would give her uh, so many times of, of just peace and um, such a knowledge of your spirit with them. So, Father, we, we come to you as your people. We come to you um, as your children. So, Father, uh, be with Brian and Annie, and um, we ask this all in your almighty name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Daniel. We appreciate that. Well, thank, you much. thank you so much for joining us. Um, certainly we'll hear from you in the future. We look forward to seeing you in person. Thanks for having us. And uh, it's been great to, to hear a bit more.
um, who we'll be talking to again. Indeed. Look forward um, to that. See ya. Bye. Okay, bye for now. Good morning, Journey. It is good to be with you, and um, I'm excited just to jump right in um, to what we have today. Uh, again, isn't it so good to always hear um, what God is doing around the world and get an opportunity to connect in just this small way um, with um, how God is moving in these missionaries' lives across the world? And um, I guess I can just stand here and real quickly just say, as a missionary myself and my family, we are about ready to celebrate one year here. And I just want to say thank you to the journey real quick, uh, because it is because of you all and the willingness of the leadership here to say um, and to partner with us even through a visa. And that not only just through a visa, but through friendship and partnership and the gospel together that we are celebrating a year here. And um, I, I can tell you, you guys have been an, an immense blessing to us. And so I just want to say thank you. Um, as you know, we're on this journey right now between Easter and Pentecost, and I don't know about you, uh, I, I know it's really easy to kind of be discouraged, but man, I don't know, my anticipation is building like crazy. I believe we are on the verge of, of personal breakthrough and corporate breakthrough and national breakthrough and global breakthrough like never before. And my prayer today is that you catch some of that. And if some of you need to have a little bit of faith in, in, instilled in you, that you would receive that as a gift from the Holy Spirit this morning. Because he is moving. And he is doing something new in the world right now. And some of it might look like old, but there's something really, really new that he's doing. And I want to talk a little bit about that um, this morning. Um, so uh, first I want to say this, though. I really appreciated uh, last week. Um, Gary just did an amazing job. If, if, uh, with the message last week, he was talking about doubt, and he was talking about how can you have worship and doubt at the same time, right? Because we're looking at this period between, again, Easter and Pentecost, and, and, and this couple chapters in all the Gospels, and, and it talks about when they were going to see Jesus ascend into heaven, some, some doubted as they were worshiping. And he just did an incredible job just pastoring us to go, yes, you can have both of those uh, things in our lives. And so if you need to hear that, if, you, if there are doubts that are in your heart and you're wondering, man, am I not as much of a Christian because I'm not as optimistic right now about the future or my, my faith is kind of wavering a little bit, uh, wh whatever it might be, I, I really want to challenge you to go back and listen to last week's message. Um, it, was, it was just absolutely brilliant, and I know it was an encouragement to me. Um, and so what I want to do is just go ahead and jump in. I want to read from Acts chapter 1. Um, it is still in that period right before Jesus ascends, and um, I want to get started there. First, I just want to pray. Uh, Holy Spirit, we just call upon you right now. Um, wow, we need you. We love you. And we're going to be looking at these texts over the next couple days and maybe even the weeks to come that just talk specifically about the wonderful gift of who you are. And um, Holy Spirit, we just, we just want to honor you and we want to praise you as God even right now. And we want to honor your presence right here, uh, whether we're at the studio right here at The Journey or whether we're in our homes or our kitchens or our bedrooms right now. We just welcome your presence and we just ask that you would begin to reveal yourself to us in such a beautiful way so that we can see Jesus clearly. Because that's our desire. The desire of our hearts and the desires of the nation of the world is for Jesus. They just don't know it yet. And some of us need awakened. So God, would you even awaken us this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 1, 
uh, verse 1 and following. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. I want to start off just real quickly. I have three little points for you this morning. The first point is this. It's wait. And you might say, well, Aaron, I've listened to your messages the last couple weeks, and, uh, or over the last couple months, and I've listened to Gary say some of these same kinds of things. And, 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 uh, but why are you telling us to wait again? And the reason I'm telling you to wait and the reason I'm exhorting you to wait is because just like in this period of time, this, this 40, 50-day stretch, there was this stretch right before Jesus left, and it was about a 10-day gap um, right before Pentecost, right before he poured out his spirit on his disciples, right before, like, actually the whole world shifted and changed, and they actually, the, the people of God were launched into a whole new season, a whole new epoch of time with the receiving of the Holy Spirit upon their life to give them power to be like Jesus and the rest of the world, right? And so Jesus gave very clear instructions during this season of time. And beloved, I'm here to tell you, we are in such a time as this. We truly are. We are 14 days away now from Pentecost. Pentecost is celebrated on May 31st. And I know it's not exactly 10 days like it would be here scripturally, but we are 14 days out from celebrating this. And, and I just want to be bold and say to you today, I don't believe it's just one more Pentecost. I, I don't believe it's just one more day to remember what the Holy Spirit did. I believe it's a day for us to embrace what the Holy Spirit wants to do right now. I, 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 just, I, I just really see this as, as we listen to the, the, the prophetic voices that are in the earth today. I don't think it's an accident that they're all coming and saying that they really sense what God is doing right now is that he's about to pour out his spirit in such a beautiful way that we so desperately need. Some of that is for the correction of our own lives and the alignment of our lives with his. And some of it is just to actually walk in the promises that he's, he's given us. Many like you and me, we've been contending to see the promises and the power of God come to fruition in, a, in such a beautiful way that we've never seen before. Like when we read Acts chapter 1 uh, through the very end of the book of Acts and we scratch our heads and say, this has got to be our reality too. Well, beloved, I believe that we can actually begin to step into that even now. And the first point is this, is that we just have to wait. We have to tarry though. I know that's an old word, but we have to wait. And I don't think it's a part of an equation. 
I think it's what God is actually inviting us into. And so I know that you've heard us kind of exhort and share that this is a season of waiting. And, and, and I guess my word of encouragement to you this morning is don't stop waiting. Because in the midst of that waiting, we see that what the disciples did after Jesus was ascended is they gathered together and they began to worship. They began to pray. They began to praise him. And you know what? I think they were still doing that with the doubts. But they kept pressing in and they kept waiting because Jesus said, I want you to wait until you receive the promise and the power of the very of God himself to dwell in you and to rest upon you because I want you to walk forward in the life that I purchased for you to have. And, and I wonder if some of us are just still scratching our heads and saying, yeah, that's what I want. Because I, I want that reality. I'm believing, I'm putting my faith in that reality. But in order to put our faith in that reality, we have to wait. We have to cultivate our hearts. I don't know if any of you follow uh, David Legg or not. I know he's, he's, a, he's a welcome guest and voice here at The Journey. Um, but he just released um, a beautiful word of what, how God was speaking to him um, just a day or two ago. And it resonated deeply with me as I feel that this is what God is saying to all of us as well. And it was along these lines of waiting upon the Lord and pressing in to adore him, to worship him and to wait and pray. It's as simple as that. I don't want to belabor that point at all, but I just want to say to you and I want to encourage you. If you're struggling to press in, just it's a relax, just relax and be you know, it goes back to that Psalm uh, 46 passage. Cease striving, but just be still and know that I am God. Because it's your inheritance and it's my inheritance to receive everything that our good father set in motion for us to receive through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And by giving us the gift of his very presence in our life. It's his desire for us to have that. So we, that means we, you and I do not have to work for it. We can come as sons and daughters and receive this promise. And I know that one of the hardest things for us in these days, in our culture and in this time, is to actually slow down and to wait. Because what God wants to do is he wants to get those things out of us, right? That, that want to produce, that want to see things happen. But in the kingdom of God, where things are generally flipped on its end, because it doesn't look like the kingdoms of the world. We put our faith emphatically into Jesus and say, Jesus, we are going to set our hearts to wait upon you. And I know that some of you might go, oh, Aaron, I'm not like leading a church. I, I, I'm not, you know, a leader in the church. It, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Really, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you have a title of, of like a, a pastor or a prophet or, or a, a minister or whatever. We are all called. We are all promised this gift. And so we all can wait. And so I encourage you, there is a beautiful, beautiful gift coming for those that are willing to wait. So don't miss this moment. This is one of those times that I really believe, um, and I'm not going to go into all of it right now. This is a kairos moment. There's two ways that time is spoken of in the scriptures, chronos and kairos. And Kairos moments are moments where God reaches down and he does things that only he can do, right? And Kronos moments are those times that he's constantly partnering with us. You know, it's, it's one of the ways that we hold the tension of the sovereignty of God and his partnership with man, right? And so we can see the examples of this all throughout scripture. 
But I truly do believe that we are in a Kairos moment where God is wanting to move and do things where we all stand back and go, that had to have been God. That wasn't Aaron. That wasn't Gary. That wasn't anybody else. That was the hand and the finger of God moving in power and, and, and shifting things that need shifted and moving things that need moved and providing things that need to be provided for, right? Elevating things that need elevated, tearing down things that need to be torn down, right? Um, so, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm burning with this, and, and, and my prayer is that, that you will as well. So wait. The second one is this, go. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles there, just turn real quick over to Matthew 28. This is a very similar passage um, to what we just read, and many of you would be very, very aware of it. Um, I think Gary read a little bit about this last week. So Matthew 28, uh, verse 16 and following, it says this, But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. <clears throat> Excuse me. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We're all familiar with this passage, especially in the context of mission and of missions, right? It's, it's one of those that we always talk about. And, and a lot of you would be very familiar with this, that in verse 19, when, when Jesus gives the command, go, it's, if you really look really closely at the text, which I'm no Greek scholar, but I just know enough to, to kind of make, make myself dangerous here. It, it's, it's actually, he's like saying, as you are going, it's not even a verb. It's not an action verb. He says, as you are going, therefore, make disciples. Now, what I want to do is I, I, wanna, uh, I want you to flip real quick now back to Acts. And I know we're kind of breaking the rules here, but I, I believe this is what's happening. All right. And just as I said, the first word was wait and the second one is go. I believe that um, as we position ourselves to wait, God is going to release us to move and go in ways that we've never moved and went and have been sent before. I believe this is what it's going to look like. Okay, so if we look at Acts chapter 3 real quick, I, I, I want to show you this brief story. Again, the Holy Spirit has now been poured out on uh, these disciples. Again, they've gone through this massive shift where they've been, they've, they're walking differently. They're talking differently. I would even say that they're not striving anymore. Uh, they're, they're walking in a freedom and a, and, a, and, a, and a joy that they've never walked in before because they waited and they trusted even in the midst of their doubt, and they received this promise that, see, the promise of God can do things in us that we can't do ourselves. And, and that's what we need. That's what they needed. So I want you to look at this uh, and, and, and use this as an example uh, for, for going. Uh, Acts 3, verse 1, it says this. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, 
Look at him. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is what I believe is going to become natural for you and me as we wait upon the Lord. And in the coming days and weeks ahead, even months ahead, is that as we go, it's going to be so natural that the supernatural is going to flow. Because you see, the, I believe one of the things that even God's working out of me in this season is, is that I try and I, and I work at hard at listening or I work hard at going, God, what do you want me to do at work today? Or how do you want me to, 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 to love my family today, right? And those are really good questions. I'm not, I'm not saying not to ask those questions, but what I'm saying is what we see in the text is Peter and John were just going about what they were doing. They were going to worship Jesus, right? And I believe there's going to be a whole other level and a grace for us to enter into worship like never before in our homes, on the streets, in our churches. There's going to be a release of that. I think there's even going to be more worship songs being written in the days and weeks and months ahead um, that, that are just going to be songs of breakthrough that are going to be absolutely gorgeous. Um, and for such a time as this and, and for the season change. But they were just going. Again, as they were going, they saw a lame man on the way. That They would have seen this guy there every time. This was something they naturally did, all right? This wasn't something out of the ordinary. They were just going to go and pray. And then all of a sudden, because they were at a place of rest, because they ceased striving, because that they had learned to, to wait on God and to operate according to his spirit and not out of their own power and might, that they just walked in and they, this guy was there begging and asking for something, ready to receive and I believe the world right now in this time is ready to receive like never before. Again, that's another reason why I believe we are in a Kairos moment. Uh, I saw the other day, actually, Russell Brand. You guys are, I don't know if you're familiar with him, comedian and all that. He posted something and he just said one of the most Googled words right now on the Internet is prayer. But globally, people are searching. They're ready to receive something just like this, 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 this man was, right? And Peter and John, <laughs> I love it. They're like, hey, I don't have silver and gold. I have nothing to give you as far as that is concerned. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. As they were going naturally, the supernatural was natural. Does that make sense? And I believe that's what we are about ready to walk into, right? But it's not going to be out of our own power and might. It's going to be out of his. And that's the last word. Wait, go as you're going, but then it's going to be power. We are going to see a greater level of power than ever before. Uh, I'm not going to read it, but it's in Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah, chapter four. I don't know if you know the story or not, but Zechariah was, um, uh, he was rebuilding the temple after all of Israel had been destroyed and they were sent into captivity. God uh, started sending uh, some of them back. And Zechariah was at the head of, of uh, I'm sorry, Zerubbabel was at the head of, of rebuilding the temple of God, um, Solomon's temple. And um, uh, they had just started, they just laid the foundation, and they started to get a lot of pressure against them. They become discouraged. But then God sent a word, a prophetic word to the prophet Zechariah. And he said, I want you to tell Zerubbabel that this is going to happen and it's going to be not only started by him, it's going to be finished by him. 
And he says this. It's one of the most quoted verses of the Bible, and I think it's timely for us. He goes, but he's going to do it, not by, um, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then it says this in the, in the, next, in the next verse. And he says, and then they will know that, that I have done it. God's saying this. Then they will know that God has done this. You see, we are about ready to walk into a, a place where we are going to receive the power from on high again, right? And if we look at the book of Acts, I'm not going to go into all of it right now. It was common to see um, constant infillings of the Holy Spirit, right? Constant receivings of power. You look at Acts chapter 2, then you look at Acts chapter 4. It says that they were praying together, and then the, the Holy Spirit filled them again, right? Why? Because as we give, and as we do the things that God's called us to do, as we even pour our love upon him, he wants to replace that with even more power to worship him and to, to give what the world is actually looking for. And we are about ready to receive power, not for our own joy, though we get to receive joy from it. We're going to receive power so that God is lifted up and exalted in the nations. And we're going to receive power in ways, and we're going to see miracles and signs and wonders in ways that the world around us will go, that had to have been God. That had to have been God. And what I find is interesting there is just like um, they were trying to rebuild the temple. And I don't say this in, in a harsh or a criti um, critical way. I say it in love. I believe God is rebuilding this temple and your temple, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but together, as those that are being built up in living stones, as the collective church, the collective ecclesia, the residing place of God, that he's building us up, and he's going to do that, not by our own power, not by our own might, but by his spirit, because our God is a jealous God, and he's jealous for his son Jesus to receive his just reward. I do believe it's God's desire and his favor to pour out a spirit upon us. So let me encourage you. Would you take the next 14 days? Would you wait upon him? And, and I, whatever that means for you, I don't want to give you words for that. Would you press in? Maybe wake up an hour earlier and just sit with him. Don't do anything else. Don't, maybe don't even open your Bible and just sit, just sit with him. Wait upon him. Sit in his presence. Maybe it's worship. I don't, I, whatever it is for you, go out in your garden wh and walk around, whatever it is. But, but take some extra time and just wait on him. We're in a Kairos moment, in a moment that we don't want to miss. And God has given us this pregnant pause because there is something coming that he wants us to be ready for and to receive. And then let us be full of faith. Because I believe, and some of you are maybe even doubting right now, you are going to be the ones that go. And as you're going, you're going to see the power of God released like never before. And I, I really actually want to speak that. And I, I, I actually want to prophesy that to some of you. I'm seeing some of your faces even right now in my mind and my heart at the journey. I'm seeing some of you right now. And you're sitting and going, but Aaron, I'm not like Peter and John. But guess what? If you read about Peter and John in the, in the Gospels, guess what? They were the ones sitting there going, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Woohoo! I love you, Jesus, but I don't get it. And they're the ones going, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? Missing the point all the time. Guess what? Welcome to the club. That's me too. But guess what? It's never been about your ability or my ability. It's never been about your worth or my worth. It's never been about your power or my power. God is going to use the ordinary to profound the wise and the wisdom of the world. 
because God is going to show himself and exalt himself in such a beautiful way through the least of these. And some of you are going to stand in front of one. Some of you are going to stand in front of thousands and declare the worthiness of Jesus. Some of you are going to walk into grocery stores and you're going to lay hands on someone and pray for them when you're allowed to again. And you're going to see things happen and shift. Some of you are going to be put into positions in your jobs and your workplaces where God's going to give you influence to shift and change structures in society that need his spirit upon it like never before. So would you wait? Would you wait until he pours upon you his very presence and his very spirit so that as you are going, you would release the power and the presence of God? Let me just pray for you. Jesus, we love you. God, I just want to, I feel like jumping up and down right now. And I felt this this whole week in preparation for this word because, God, I sense it so deeply in my bones. And God, I I would be a liar if I said I knew exactly how you're going to do this or exactly what it's going to look like. Because the disciples didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't know that there was going to be a wind from heaven and there was going to be fire come and land on their heads, that they were going to start speaking in other languages. God, you might do that again. And you might, do thing, you might even do stranger things than that in the days and weeks ahead. And we just say, let your will be done, not my will. And God, we also even right now, we want to surrender to you our power and our might. And God, we just say that we are done. We repent of our own efforts. But God, I just feel like you're saying, yeah, this is a season of ceasing and trying that you would actually walk as my sons and daughters on a whole nother level, that you would receive my love, that you would receive your identity, that you would receive your purpose, and that you would walk and go. And as you are going in freedom and joy, that the Spirit would naturally rest upon you because those are actually gifts and and fruits of the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and there's freedom for the Spirit to be released. So, God, I just pray in these days ahead that you would release your spirit afresh and anew on every single one of us. Because, God, not only do we need it, but we desire it. We desire it. Just as Jesus said, hey, listen, I have to leave so that you can receive this beautiful gift. God, we just say we have to leave behind in this season all of the things that we've held up in our own hearts and our our own spirits that have clouded us from our worship, that have clouded us from being at rest, that have clouded us from receiving the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we honor you. Come and do what only you can do.